the time is upon us. C2E2 is next week, or depending on when I finally uh, edit this and release it, C2E2 is this week. Um, It's close. It's close. My question for you guys, how long is it going to take for you to lose me on the con floor? Lydia, you will unfortunately not be joining us next week, so I want you to start. Well, see, you specified con floor. I was going to say they're going to lose you before you guys even get there. (laughs) Okay. Like, (laughs) you guys are going to stop for food, and it's going to be, where'd Mitch go? Hmm. Because I feel like we've done that before. Like, we stopped for food on the way to C2E2, and we turn around, and everyone's there but you. But see, if the show floor's not open, I can't be tempted to buy random shit. <laughs> then where That's do you disappear true. to? I don't know. Matt, how long do you think? I First of all, I want to know if there's an over-under on this. There is not. There's not? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say half an hour, and I still think that's high. Honestly. So... Potentially, we have plans right when the floor opens on Friday, so you're not going to lose me that quickly, but see, the show floor opens, what, at like 10? 10. It'll be before noon, I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. So I think that's almost a given in a two-hour window. Yeah. Even with something pretty much planned right away yeah yeah because i feel like even with something planned it's usually like hey i saw this thing i'm gonna go this way i'll meet you guys there (laughs) (laughs) so i don't think the plans really (laughs) negate the fact that you're gonna disappear lydia i'm at least a little professional at these things i stand by my statement You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. All right. Speaking of C2E2, like I said, C2E2 is coming your way August 5th, 6th, and 7th. Yes. Yes. At McCormick Place in Chicago, Illinois. Um, So our friends at Vault Comics will be at the con and they are bringing some exclusives with with them. Among the the exclusives will be a foiled cover of Barbaric Axe to Grind. Uh, The cover is by Layla Lays. Um, They're only making a hundred of these. The cover will never be reprinted. So it's a little pricey. It's a hundred bucks. But, but all things considered, it's not not worth it. That that would so that would definitely be worth it. Yeah. Um, if a hundred dollars is a little too pricey for you, then uh, they will also have a hundred copies of a con exclusive cover of the Rush uh, trade paperback. That's going to be forty bucks. Um, you can also have it signed by series ar- artist Nathan Gooden because Nathan will be at the convention. Um, I didn't have a, I don't have it written down, but I th- I do believe he will be doing some signings at the vault booth as well. Okay, so. Finally, Vault is bringing a con exclusive pin for fifteen dollars. Um, I, again, I believe there's a hundred of these as well. Um, the pin is features a 
D20 die. Uh, two sw- swords. Swords? swords? <laughs> you can't speak today. That's usually Alex me. Kerbeck. I can't speak today. I can never speak, Lydia. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I almost knocked my microphone off. <laughs> For the third time. This time it was actually me and not it just falling because I can. So <laughs> the pin, like I said, features a D20 die, uh, two swords, and says, go forth and con queer. So, hmm. yeah. So um, I saw I saw a picture of the pin. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah. So. I might be sending you $15. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, they are also going to have like some other cool things to sell. They're not just selling that stuff, but those are some of the bigger things. So, um, but before we get to C2E2, we've got a couple other things to talk about. Most of the stuff that we're going to talk about today is from San Diego Comic-Con, which what we talk about today is not even going to scratch the surface. Nope. But, you know. We're going to talk about a couple things. Before then, though, um, Matt, the other day, you did a special interview. Um, We are going to cut to that interview. But before we do, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Um, So we have talked off and on on the show um, about the video game Stray, where you get to play as a stray cat. Like AKA that's my dream. Right? <laughs> like, like that is the whole game. You, like the, you as a cat are the main character. Um, and, uh, my brother-in-law, um, was able to get this day one download and gave it a playthrough. And actually in the week that from the time it came out until we did the interview, he beat it and already got the platinum trophy on PlayStation. Wow. So he has all of the trophies already in like a week. So, Nice. Which is saying something because man's got a full time job and a one year old child running around the house with four cats on top of that. Wow! Right, and still managed to do that with the game. So I'm impressed. <laughs> right. So yeah, give it a listen and uh, see what his thoughts are on that. His musings. Well, he was real mad during the interview because he didn't drop any puns, and I said I would try and get one in for the introduction. So I guess enjoy this perfect interview. <laughs> I feel like she would give you both one if she was here. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah, You're that's welcome. <laughs> so I'm Matt, and I have with me tonight a very special guest. Um, I'm going to say we'll just call this the first episode of uh, Ray Player Rob for The Geek Awakens. <laughs> I like it. I like so, it. Um, we had talked about a couple of times on show that the game Stray was coming out uh, for PlayStation and for Steam, um, where you got to control a cat. And the moment that you texted me, showing me the screenshot that you were downloading this from work from your phone, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we have to do something to get you on to talk about this game. Because if you're downloading it from work, then we, <laughs> we yep. need to know. I, I love that feature too. Like, usually you guys sit for at least a half an hour or more just to download a game and just do it while I'm at work so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Come home ready to go. So why don't you just give us a quick recap of the game? Um, like I said, we've kind of talked about it a couple times on show. You could get to control a cat. Um, and that has sparked some interest. So, um, you know, just give me a little rundown on uh, what it's all about. It was very fun to play first because as a cat lover, you know, 
I've always wanted to be a cat anyways. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just get to live the life, you know, don't have to worry about nothing, no bills. <laughs> um, so you, uh, you control a cat. Um, you start the game with your little cat family and it, the game just starts having you do normal little cat stuff. Like you have to, the first couple things you do is you walk up to the other cats that you're with and it'll have you do a prompt and like you just start playing with the cat. Like mm. one of them, you just start playing with its tail. So normal cat things, <laughs> which I really enjoyed about the game. So as you progress through the game, um, you eventually come across this city full of robots. So you get to wander around and you get to basically go anywhere, almost climb on rooftops and, and then you just do little little missions for them. You don't get like mission markers, but you uh, you just get to wander around and try to, you know, it's a very puzzle-based game, which is what I enjoy about these games. You know, trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B and, you know, all the little in-betweens to get there. Okay. But it's it very fun. So it's kind of mission-based, kind of linear, but also kind of open world all at the same time. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I had seen that the cat who is the main character was based on not just a real life cat, but a rescue that is in the Blue 12, who's the developer, in their office. Um, it's a cat they've had for, for quite a while. As such, did you notice anything you said that, you know, some of the first things you learn are just playing with the other cats that are part of your family. Are there other things throughout the game that are just very like as a cat owner, very cat-like things that you oh, yeah. <laughs> would expect cats to do that. They just like, it just did like, I know that there are some games where like when your character stands still for long enough, they like doze off, they fall asleep or they mm-hmm. stop paying attention to things. Like did the cat do things like that? Oh Yeah. If you stand still long enough, the cat will just start cl- bathing itself. <laughs> which I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely a cat." <laughs> you might do that plenty of times. In the middle of the, in the middle of everything, just stop. Hyper yeah. bad. Yeah. Just lick its paw and clean its face. You know, <laughs> normal cat thing. Um, I mean, randomly running around, I, you know, end up under some robot's feet and I actually end up tripping one one time. So <laughs> I thought that was very cat like. <laughs> I mean, getting into things like you can, uh, there's one point where there's like a paper bag on the ground. You can get your head stuck in the bag. <laughs> and I honestly, I like what they did with the controls with that. Cause as soon as your head stuck in the bag, your controls are inverted. So oh that made it interesting and kind of difficult because I don't like inverted. So. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my X and Y axis alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my up is up, down is down. Don't flip them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, and they, I mean, there, there's also a point where you can, uh, you find random mattresses and stuff, and the cat will go to sleep. So, like you and I had texted about, uh, there's a trophy to make the cat sleep for an hour straight, and. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to wait for that. So I just let the game run in the background. I went to bed. The cat went to bed and I had my trophy in the morning. <laughs> nice. So. <laughs> I did see there was a button that, uh, what, if you press circle, you can just meow. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And actually, so interesting thing with the PS5, the controller has a speaker built in now. So the the meow will actually go through the controller itself. So I did that one night. I just kept pressing it. My cat started freaking out. They're like, what is that? There's another (laughs) cat in the house. Oh, no. (laughs) Mad. Who is it? What do they want? Yep. (laughs) Uh, Tell me some of the things that you liked the most about the game. Oh, how realistic it was as a cat. Like, just knowing how my cats are and seeing how this cat is. Just, you know, jumping on everything. And, like, you can go up on counters and start knocking things off. <laughs> uh, some some items you have to actually hit. Uh, you, you hit a prompt uh, triangle or something. It'll knock something off. Just the realism of it made me very ha- uh, happy about this game. <laughs> Nice. Now, were there things that you did not enjoy? Um, I honestly, the ending wasn't what I expected it to be, but I'm hoping that the ending is the way it is to open up for a possible sequel. Okay. So, and then honestly, the shortness of it, I mean, I, I was able to actually do a speed run in an hour and 44 minutes, so. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> you said your overall playtime is probably what? Somewhere around 10 hours? I'd say roughly 10 hours. I mean, the, the first playthrough says almost 20, but I mean, I let the cat sleep for a while. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair. So some of those hours were just flat out sleeping. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I guess two last questions. One, like you got this as part of your PlayStation subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that the, the, the list price for this was somewhere around $30 as part of your subscription. How do you rate the value and would you have paid 30 bucks for this all by itself? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you, if you love cats, this is a game for you for sure. Uh, 30 bucks is already a pretty good price as is considering games are like 70 bucks nowadays. Okay. Um, and I mean, subscription-wise, I don't know if it's a part of the second tier or if it's a part of the bottom tier for PlayStation Plus. But with the premium subscription, it's definitely still worth the extra money I shelled out for it. All right. All right. Um, now, the only other question I have is that, and you and I <laughs> talked about this too as well, um, yep. that there is now a mod that allows you to play this entire game as Garfield. Yep. Can you think of any other, I guess, famous cats that you would like to see modded and included as skins even? I like that you included the famous cats because otherwise I would have just told you my cats. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, too, I mean, you know Wanda. She's an all-black cat. This game is visually dark, so you would end up losing yourself very easily in the streets with the black cat. So I thought, I was like, all right, let's go some with a cat that's more colorful. And I was like, Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy. Straight oh, up. yep. I like that. That would be fun. Because as a fan of Simpsons, I was like, maybe we can do Snowball too. But <laughs> I think Snowball's a black or a gray cat. So we'll probably lose that one in the street too. I don't know. Itchy and scratchy. Yeah. Scratch. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I thought Pink Panther, but 
Pink Panther walks on two legs, so I don't know if, you know, because you're on the ground the whole time. Well, I saw another mod. Somebody actually modded CJ from one of the Grand Theft Auto games into a cat. It looks very weird. I don't know why somebody would do that. Mm. <laughs> I don't think a human should look like a cat. <laughs> like no, no furries. No furries. That's okay. We'll pass on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did see today that they're, uh, they've modded a second player mode to it. Okay. So you can do split screen. So... I mean, maybe that could eventually come out as a an option for the game. So, but skins, I think if they were to add skins, pay like 99 cents, people would probably do it. Yeah. I mean, microtransactions are the new thing. Even BMW is doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Rob, thank you for taking the time to talk to us and giving us your review. Oh, one last question. If you were to rate this game from one to five, um, let's say one to five litter boxes. <laughs> I don't have to scoop them, do I? No, you don't have to scoop them. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> so I'd probably rate it a 4.5 litter boxes. Okay. Just based on the length of it. Yeah. Otherwise, if it was a super long game, then it'd probably get five out of me. <laughs> All right. Well, good to know. Well, thank you for taking the time, and thanks for joining us on the Geek Awakens. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not planning on getting a PlayStation, but like, I kind of want to get a PlayStation, and I want kind of want to play this game. So, dude, I've been like trying to convince myself for the past week, like, I, you don't need to spend forty dollars on a video game right now. You don't. You really don't. It's fine. <laughs> you don't need to, but you can. But I can, and I want to. That's what being an adult is. <laughs> or at least, that's what tell, at least that's what I tell myself when I buy the dumb stuff that I do. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the pull list before I uh, tempt Lydia any further into further into buying a stray. So <laughs> you can't buy a stray. That's why they're a stray. You're right. Fine. Steal stray then. Acquire? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so the first book we're going to talk about is uh, Yuri, and I'm definitely going to butcher this, <laughs> Yuri Espoir, Volume 1. So this is out now from Tokyo Pop by my uh, Naoi. So Kokoro is arranged to get married right out of high school uh, before she quote unquote dies, as she calls getting married to someone she doesn't love. Uh, she creates a sketchbook of lesbian love to leave behind as her legacy. Full disclosure, I only got about halfway through this book. It's interesting mm. um, because I don't want to say that it's borderline creepy that Kokoro... <laughs> is drawing these pictures of these women that she sees in public without really them knowing it's endearing, but still it's a little, it seems a little sus. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea behind it because, you know, she's basically, she's being forced into this marriage to a man and she's for multiple reasons. She doesn't want to do this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like, and it's 
the way that it's set up is 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 interesting because like she builds these stories of these you know women that she's sketching she builds her imagination of what their life is like mm-hmm. and then you also get like a sub chapter of what those women's lives actually are like um yeah like it like i said it's it's cute um i i think i know where it's going because this book screams like you know it, it screams happy ending mm-hmm. and I can picture what the happy ending would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's cute. Um, uh, Matt, I know you're kind of in a similar boat than I am. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Um, I, I pretty much have to agree. Um, I, I, I like the art, um, in this one in particular. A lot of times the, the manga, and I know that it's the style, like when people get surprised or something exciting happens, like, the animation style just like drastically changes and they get the the overemphasized eyes and facial expressions things like that and that really doesn't happen here which doesn't pull me out of the story um which i liked um but there were a few almost time jumps that were a little confusing and had me scratching my head for a minute until i figured out that we were getting essentially two halves of like the same story basically um but yeah i can definitely see where i think this is gonna go um but uh yeah it, i mean it's a it's a fun cute story but it does there's a little bit of borderline like almost creepy yeah like what are you doing yeah <laughs> if it takes people watching to a new level yeah moving on <laughs> is uh <laughs> Kinsey's Kingdom, which is out, also out now from Wonderbound, uh, which is Vault's uh, young adult imprint. Uh, it's written by uh, Shay Fontana with art by Agnes Garbowska. Uh, so Kinsey's family has moved to a castle for a fresh start. Uh, the castle happens to be a med- medieval-themed resort. Uh, Kinsey always feels uh, the odd one out of any group, but uh, it takes a knight from 500 years ago to prove to her that there's much more to her than that. Um, Matt, I want to start with you this time. I absolutely love this. From beginning to end, this was fantastic. And this was one of those things, like, a lot of times, I maybe it's because of the speed at which I go through these, but like I don't always pick up on the morals or the lessons that are being taught until I get through it and I kind of think back on it. And this one, there was one moment where Kenzie is in this hoodie that she wears all the time, all the time. And she's just constantly in this and she has to take the hoodie off to do archery. And her sister goes, I've never seen her outside of that hoodie since fifth grade or something like that. And it just like, that was one of those moments with just like, a grin spread across my face because I realized what was happening, that she's coming out of her shell, that she's finding herself and she's not hiding anymore. And like those types of lessons are just peppered throughout this entire book. And it's, it's fantastic. Like the art is great. Um, The color scheme I love because there's some differentiation, but there's also a certain palette to the whole thing. But I don't know from this was just this was just great and had some wonderful fantastic lessons from beginning to end agreed I devoured this book <laughs> um, it was it was so adorable the art is fantastic like 
it feels like this could be a cartoon on like Disney Plus or something mm-hmm. like that. And if that's the case, like I feel like the dad was giving off mad Eugene Levy vibes. And if this ever does get adapted into any kind of animated movie, TV show, whatever, um, I will pay my life savings of $20.37 to make sure that <laughs> Eugene Levy gets cast as the dad. Um, that said, uh, I also feel very seen by oh, Kinsey, yeah. um, you know, with you know imposter syndrome or you know whether you call it that whether you call it you know like just her just feeling like she's not enough or that you know her family and friends aren't really her friends they're just they placate her you know Mm -hmm. like like wow guys thanks there's so many aspects of her personality that hit at different points Mm -hmm. in childhood (laughs) it's disturbing yeah um but yeah i echoed what you were saying the scene where she takes off her hoodie you know like that was one of my favorite moments Mm. you know because you're absolutely right it was it was her showing like you know breaking out of her shell Mm. you know absolutely adore this book and as you know a male who is closer to 40 than 30 i didn't going into it i didn't think that there would be much in this book for me, but uh, but there definitely was. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the the book that we're probably all super excited to talk about. Uh, this is a birthday cake. It's out August third from Oni Press by Andrew Kangosi and Josh Ship- uh, Shipley. So, in a story from this the this is a taco verse. <laughs> I, I made that up. Oni Press, feel free to use that. Um, Taco the Squirrel is getting a surprise birthday party. It's up to Shelly and Bucky to make the cake. Uh, too bad one is less patient than the other. <laughs> um, Lydia, let's start with you this time. So I didn't realize what this book was until I opened the file. And as soon as I saw that cover, I was like, oh my god, there's another one. Because This is a Taco has become a bedtime favorite at my house, which I absolutely love. Not even for the kids, right? Well, of course not. No. <laughs> I mean, them too, but you know. Um, but this is so adorable. I love that they are pulling all the different characters from the other two, or is there, or is there three now? There's at there least two others. Moose? Yes. And I feel, I feel like you're right. I feel like there is... Because there's Taco, a, there's Flying Squirrel, and I think there was one about a moose. Yes. But I can't remember what that one's called. Yeah. But... This is, an, this is a whoopsie. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, but, like, all the different As you little, can tell, guys, we really <laughs> love this series. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Which is hilarious, since they're geared toward, like, little kids. But, you know. <laughs> moving on. It, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, this is adorable. It follows the same vein as the other ones do, but I like the little breakdown of like the actual cake recipe throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that it's basically you know like the tortoise and the hare story retold as this, and just the faces on the animals at the end where they're like, "Oh, is this chocolate? Oh no, this is not <laughs> chocolate. Oh my gosh!" So yeah, I cannot wait to actually get like a hard copy of this and add this to the bedtime rotation just to see what the 60 year olds uh, reaction to this is because <laughs> I absolutely love this and I yeah I need all of these books on my shelf right now 
I loved this story. I loved um, gave you kind of a history lesson on birthday yes, cakes too. That was cool too. That was awesome. Um, I loved the you know lesson of you know being patient of you know like like the 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 directions especially for baking <laughs> the directions are there for a reason um yes you can always you know try to deviate you can deviate a little bit but um bucky deviates a lot <laughs> um and and figures out why that's not a good idea um but yeah this was this was fantastic i read this uh this morning while my my coffee was brewing and I chuckled quite a few times. I'm kind of surprised I didn't wake my roommate up. Um, <laughs> Matt, what'd you think? This is just a fantastic addition to this entire series. Um, I Like you, Mitch, I love the history lesson at the beginning. I First five pages, I learned things yep. that I just would have never thought about before. Um, and also... It, it took me way too long, I'm going to admit it, to realize that this was a modified version of the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> like, I, it took me a while to figure that out. And I was like, brilliant. But uh, either way, just, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. I, I hope that they just continue to do these because they're all just A+. Plus. Also, can we talk about the uh, modified uh, cake directions being, you oh, know, like yes. bake underneath a duck until <laughs> it gets awkward? <laughs> Which for me would be like 3.5 seconds. Yeah. How long does it take? I don't know. I've never baked a cake under my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, uh, moving on. Let's <laughs> movie on. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about let's go to trailer takedown and like i said everything from here on out we're talking about stuff that happened or didn't happen at uh san diego comic-con trailer takedown with the exception of one there's one trailer in here that did not premiere at san diego comic-con and i included it for tabitha and she's not here <laughs> so thanks anyway um but yeah so, they released, I want to say, like, definitely over 30. I want to say maybe even over 40 trailers were released at San Diego Comic-Con. We're talking about eight of them. So, there is a big chance that one of your favorites is not included in here. One of my favorites uh, is definitely not included in here, and I meant to rewatch it beforehand, but I forgot about it. Um, we purposely did not include uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever in this week's trailer takedown because I have a feeling it would have easily won. Oh, yeah. Um, this was the one trailer that I didn't even wait to watch. Like, normally, like all these other trailers, I watched today, so it's still fresh in my mind or whatever. Uh Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I watched right then and there. Um, Matt, what were some of your thoughts on this trailer? <laughs> it's funny because as, as long as we waited for a Thor Love and Thunder trailer and the internet was just chomping at the bit and chomping at the bit and chomping at the bit for it, um, everybody kind of expected this one to drop at San Diego Comic-Con and we actually got it. And so... like. I don't know if there wasn't the anticipation that there was for Thor Love and Thunder. Um, 
but I mean, we were ready for this trailer. Um, the interesting thing for me about this trailer is that it doesn't really answer the question that everybody wants answered. And that is who is taking up the mantle of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously some hints. There's some, you know, foreshadowing. Um, you know, and even if you watch, you know, the, the end of the trailer, you get like a shot of Black Panther, like kneeling down and the claws popping out. So somebody is taking up the mantle. And I think we all know who it is, but there's no confirmation in the trailer. And I kind of love that. Who do you think it is? I think it has to be Shuri. Lydia, what do you think? Uh, I agree. See, I felt like, and I feel like it's one of two people. I think it's Shuri. Mm. Um, And I saw some speculation that kind of convinces me that, yeah, it probably is. Okay. Uh, But at the same time, like that scene, like, I don't know. I don't, I didn't feel like that was Shuri in that suit. Okay. You know? I I think that it's her, or I think that somehow Killmonger survives, and he is he takes up the mantle. Okay, I think that would be a fantastic uh, redemption story. Yeah, um, you know, which like Killmonger, he was one of those villains where I was like, for ninety percent of the movie, I was like rooting for him. Not necessarily rooting for him, but I'm like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I understand that. You know, um, but yeah. So, I don't know. I was kind of conflicted on that. Lydia, what did you think? I agree with a lot of what Matt said. Um, say They left the things to the imagination that they should have. Um, one thing I did like about this trailer is they didn't like outright come out and say, like, oh, we're sad that you know he's gone or anything. But the overall feel of this trailer just gave you that sense of loss and just overall, like the buildup that is leading to whatever this fight is. And another reason that I kind of agree that I think it's Shuri is she, she didn't show up a whole lot in the trailer. So I think that's another way that they're trying to hide who it is Mm. because they didn't give you a whole lot of scenes with her in them. And then you have just the very end where you see black Panther with the claws come out. So I think that kind of lends to that theory. I do like that idea though. So it's, I'm curious to see where it does end up going and I like that they left those things out of it because it gives you a reason to want to watch the movie. It's not like, hey, yeah. here's all the best parts, like most trailers are. Right. Do they wait until the movie is released before they reveal who Black Panther is? What do you think? I think they should. In today's spoiler world, they won't. can they? No, I think we will get, as we get closer to release, I think, obviously we're going to get another trailer. Because you never just get one. I, If I had to make a bold prediction, I would say the end of the next trailer essentially is the reveal. So like the la- like this, the end of this trailer is that shot of Black Panther kneeling down the claws coming out. I'm saying the last shot on the next trailer is whether it's like an Iron Man type of like helm reveal but like that's what we get. Like we get a full full shot of Black Panther in the costume, helmet comes off, that's who we know. That's when we know who it is. Yeah. Um can we talk for a second about the music in this trailer? Yes. Like, mm. oh my god. Like no no woman, no cry. Like, okay, cool. Um 
yes, Mitch, yes, cry, because that's about what happened <laughs> when I watched it. Um, and then, you know, and then about midway through, you start, get, you know, like, getting this beat or whatever. And then, oh, hey, what's up, Kendrick Lamar? I haven't seen you in a while. Um, <laughs> glad, glad to see you're back. Uh, and he did some amazing music for the first Black Panther, uh, whether or not he's back for, you know, the for a lot more than just one song or if he's back for just one song for black panther wakanda forever like i'm here for it kendrick lamar is one of those artists that's like i kind of forget about a lot <laughs> like i'll hear a song of his own be like i need to listen to you more often kendrick <laughs> and then i don't they don't i didn't even know that's who that was so yeah. you're ahead of me <laughs> um but yeah the music was phenomenal um yeah you can tell that like and this is coming from somebody who doesn't typically cry at movies. If you don't shed a tear at least once mm-hmm. at some point you in time in this movie, you are heartless. I have two other things I want to talk about in regard to this trailer. One, I feel like it has to be mentioned. Angela Bassett's role in this trailer. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that this is like a two minute trailer, but. She just exudes power yeah. in this trailer. Like everything that every time she's on screen is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. As it should be. I mean, that's how she was in the first one. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so there's that, which I'm super excited to see how she she's essentially gonna take over she takes over ruling Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but then obviously the other thing we have to talk about is the reveal of Namor. Um, that we're getting the Submariner. I saw an article yesterday or today um, basically stating why they're changing um, Namor's background, if you will, making him not an Atlantean, um, giving him more an Aztec historical background. Um, and basically, it's just to differentiate him from Aquaman. Huh. Yeah. Duh. Which... I mean, it makes sense because they're basically the same person. Exactly. So, I don't know. I think that's. At first, I was like, "Well, why change it?" But then I'm like, "Okay, it makes sense." Yeah. And I feel like it's gonna be a beneficial change as far as lore goes. All right. So let's talk about you know the um, lesser trailers. <laughs> Just kidding, because <laughs> most of these trailers are really good, but. Um, all right, so like I said, we have eight more movies to talk about. Hopefully, we don't talk about them all as in-depth as we just did with Black Panther, because <laughs> we're going to be here till like, you know, the cows come home. Do people mm-hmm. still say that? I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. So, I don't have my cowboy boots on tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> so the first matchup is, like I said, this is the one movie that was not released at San Diego Comic-Con, um, A League of Their Own. Versus, actually, I'm sorry. I think League of Bones a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, versus Sandman. Matt, I want to start with you since League of Their Own was for Tabitha <laughs> and she's not here. So by proxy, it gets to be me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, this is. I I I don't really know if it's a alternate story. Um, an additional story, um, but it adds the racial tensions into the story of A League of Their Own. Just from the two minutes of this trailer, and I know that sometimes when you get TV shows, like 
the acting is not as phenomenal as you would expect in a movie. Um, but just in the two minutes of this trailer, it's like some of the acting in this trailer is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it it pulls you in. It makes you interested to know more about the characters, um, even if it, it, you know you don't really know all of who you're rooting for. You want to, I I wanted to know more about the characters by the time the trailer was done, and then Sandman, my God, like this trailer is just absolutely incredible. It's jaw dropping. Um, like there again, there's some fantastic acting, there's some fantastic lines that they've thrown into this trailer, and the the CGI looks just absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's going to create an insane, fantastic world that I think is just going to draw, at least me, definitely me, draw me in. As far as points go, this is hard because A League of Their Own is going to be great in its own right. Um, but as far as just pulling me in to every aspect of everything, I have to go with Sandman and I'm going to go seven for Sandman and three for a league of their own. I'm kind of glad Tabitha's not here because I don't know if she knows that I haven't seen a league of their own all the way through. (laughs) Um, I've seen, I'm honestly, I've probably seen the whole movie in bits and pieces. In bits and pieces, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think I've seen the the movie from start to finish, which is a travesty. I recognize that it's a travesty. Um, but that said, this trailer. So like, so yeah, like kind of like what you said, Matt. Like, I'm not for sure if this is a continuation, an, an alternate story, you know, whatever. <clears throat> um, but still, like, I'm like, I'm I'm here for this, you know, like the. <laughs> I'm assuming the lead, um, you know, she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to, you know, work in the factory <laughs> to to play on this team. Okay, I, I see you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like, this is going to be, this is going to be really good. It's going to be, like, where a lot of people, you know, clamor to Handmaid's Tale, uh, I feel like... Uh, Handmaid's Tale, almost like as you know, like women being oppressed. Mm-hmm. I feel like this A League of Their Own um, is going to. Uh, I hope that people clamor to it as a you know, like women, like empowerment, empowerment. <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, yeah. So, uh, Sandman, phenomenal. <laughs> it was yeah. The the graphics or not the graphics. This isn't a game. but the imagery you know is just it it was stunning um speaking of female empowerment jenna coleman is a straight up bad bitch in this trailer um cannot wait to see more of her um my only thing with the sandman and this is the reason why i'm gonna end up giving a league of their own more points where is whereas with a league of their own like you kind of had an idea of where they're going. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of twists, turns, you know, surprises mm-hmm. or whatever along the way. With Sandman, it was a lot of, here's a bunch of cool stuff, here's a bunch of cool stuff, trailer's over. <laughs> I And and maybe, yeah. maybe I didn't pay close enough attention, but I left that trailer being like, okay, I'm going to see this, but 
why am I going to see this? <laughs> you know? Um, so I am giving six points to League of Their Own and four points to Sandman. Lydia. Like you guys said, I don't know what it is. Um, I'm kind of thinking this might be like a continuation uh, just based off of what I remember from the movie um, that being like the whole start of the female baseball league and all that. This almost seems like that's kind of already established a little mm-hmm. bit more. So I think for that reason, I think it might be a continuation. Say like you guys said, the characters like pulled me in already. I want to know more about them all. I was not expecting to like this trailer as much as I did just because a lot of the time when they tried to build things off of, well-known movies or well-known series and basically like reboot it it falls flat i don't get that vibe from this like i want to watch this i actually care about this and the whole like you said the factory thing and oh well can you lift 50 pounds do you can you do this do you care about your hands being burnt to crap no maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's like she had that second thought and it's like i relate to that like i can do this do i want to do this oh oh crap okay it's fine. Um, and then Sandman, this trailer is gorgeous. Like like you said, the it's not graphics, but CGI, whatever you want to call it, is stunning to look at. But they, like you said, they don't give you a whole lot of storyline. They gave you more in this one than they did the first one. But I still don't really have an idea of where it's going. And I'm very bad about if I don't have at least some idea what we're doing i get like lost and i don't really care anymore so i just forget to watch it so i'm scared that that's going to happen with this and i'm sure it's just them trying to show like the best parts of the trailer rather than just throwing everything at you right now but i'm just really hoping that that's not going to be the whole series so i'm gonna echo you i'm gonna get six to league of their own and five to um salmon Four. Four. Yeah. I can math. <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. Don't judge me. It's okay. Um, we're starting off trailer takedown with a tie, so that's fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god. So both move on and we'll face the hopefully only one winner of <laughs> National Treasure Edge of History versus John Wick Four, aka what I've been calling it in our chat. Um Puppy emoji, gun emoji. Um, <laughs> and you didn't even have to say what it was. Everyone just knew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start because these are the two trailers that I could not care less about. <laughs> um, we've talked ad nauseum about how much I hate the John Wick series. Um, and National Treasure, um, while I haven't seen it, so I can't. I can't say that I don't like it. Um, I do not care about it <laughs> at all. Um, and I almost feel bad for including this trailer, quote unquote trailer, that we got for National Treasure because it was all of 18 seconds. I didn't realize that when <laughs> I chose this. So this this one gave us nothing. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if this this woman who is shown at the end of it, has she been in the National Treasure movies? Not that I'm aware of, no. Is she the main character for this one? I'm guessing. Is Nicolas Cage even in this? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. So if he's not in it, then I'm assuming she's got to be the main character. Yeah. Because at this point, she's the only character. (laughs) Uh, 
But yeah, so like this trailer gave me absolutely nothing. Um, I have no reason to care about this character. Um, I, uh, yeah, like, uh, are you going to steal the Declaration of Independence again? Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> just, just, just take it, please. Um, John Wick, that's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, and I hate the fact, because again, I when I chose the, the matchups, I chose them without seeing the trailers first um and so like i hate that i'm doing this but (laughs) for the simple fact that national treasure gave us nothing i'm giving john wick i'm giving john wick (laughs) four eight points (laughs) i thought about giving it all 10 because at least it gave us something but i'm like i cannot give 10 points to john mother effing wick so (laughs) national treasure edge of history whatever uh it gets two points lydia (laughs) i wish you guys could have seen his face as he said that he was so disgusted with himself um but i mean (laughs) i've discussed with myself plenty of times so you have many more opportunities (laughs) to see that face (laughs) i relate to that that's fair um But yeah, this National Treasure trailer, I guess you can call it, there, there's nothing to it. There, There's quite literally nothing there. Like, who is this person? Why do I care about this person? What are we doing with this person? Where's Nicolas Cage? I never thought I'd ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, that's not even a teaser. There's just nothing there. I have not seen any of the John Wick movies, so I don't share your disdain. I also have really no idea what's going on with these series. Lydia, but... I've never been so jealous to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a while. I'm sure you'll find something there. Like, you know what? Never mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> um, but that said, like, at least this trailer had something to it. And there was some action going on. And you have Lawrence Fishburne. So you know what? You win. You can have nine of my points. I'll give whatever the heck that was one. Because that's all it's worth. (sighs) All right. So we already know that National Treasure is history. (laughs) Um, But Matt, what were were your thoughts? Um, I know I'm the outlier um, that I I like. I hate what spurs the John Wick series, but as a whole, I love it. I love the action. The world that they've created is different and interesting. Um, The only thing I didn't care for in this trailer was that it felt a little um, Matrix-esque as you watch John Wick punch that um, pillar over and over again. I'm like, is he just going to break it like, like when he learns karate in the matrix oh, and plus Lawrence fishburne is in this trailer is this oh. really a matrix movie maybe it's just a program in the matrix as long as it's not a glitch <laughs> <laughs> have we figured out john wick four <laughs> maybe spoiler alert <laughs> oh, just wait for somebody to answer the phone then we'll know what happens pick either the red bone or the blue bone oh so, also, uh, fun fact that might get me kicked out. Um, I have no right to make those jokes because I've never seen those movies either. I've seen most of the first one. It's okay. Oh, okay. I have seen all of them, but really the first one's the only thing worth anything. Fair enough. 
I never know what's going to get me in trouble anymore. <laughs> it depends on the day. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, National Treasure. Yeah. Love or hate Nicolas Cage. Like, those two movies are just fun. They're fun. They are... They are the Da Vinci Code in America, um, which I enjoy. Um, but this trailer literally gives us nothing other than a face that we might think is the main character. Um, that said, I'm giving all 10 points to John Wick and none to National Treasure. Ugh, you guys are going to make me say this. Yes. Yeah. With a score of 27 to 3, John Wick moves on. <laughs> <sighs> Up next, <laughs> uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods versus She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Um, Lydia, it's technically your turn to go first, but I know you super don't like that usually. Are you uh, okay with it? Whatever. I'll All right. It. So, again, another movie that I haven't seen yet, but I really want to because it looks super fun. Um, I haven't seen the first Shazam. This trailer makes me want to go watch it so that I can watch this because it's it's just, it's fun. It's corny. I, I don't even know what else to say about it. Like, I was entertained in the, like, two minutes of trailer that we have and I want the rest of it, which hardly ever happens with me. She-Hulk, I continue to be trepidatious about. Like I was excited for it when they first announced it, but I feel like they're going a little too campy with it. And not only that, it bugs the crap out of me that it's such obviously CG'd in, on her instead of, you know, just using some makeup and turning her green. Like, you can make her look like a Hulk without completely CGI-ing her. Like that, the, there was a balance that was not made here, <laughs> and it bugs me. So I'm gonna give Shazam seven points, and I'm gonna give She-Hulk three. I will say this about She-Hulk: um, the CGI in the second trailer was way better than the uh, the CGI in the first. This is true. Um, yeah. After the first trailer, mm. I was ready to completely write off this this series mm. on Disney Plus um, and, and not even give it the time of day. I'm I'm still not excited about it, but it's got th this trailer did have a couple of of funny moments um also daredevil at the end like oh my goodness and i know that you're talking about the marvel panel a little bit later on um so kind of a <laughs> little bit of a yeah. you know spoiler to that but um you know with with daredevil born again coming like i'm i'm excited for this um but yeah so like i don't know there there were a couple of moments with She-Hulk that I was like, okay, maybe, maybe, but um, but I saw, I saw somebody post this, and I think it was just like a commenter on Reddit. I don't think it was anybody, you know, like you know, a journalist or anything like that. But they kind of made a good point, you know, like with all the content that Marvel has now between with the MCU between movies between TV shows like there it's all it's getting to be too much yeah and nobody is expected to read every single Marvel comic book that comes out every month i'm sure marvel would love for you to 
Um, but nobody is expected to do that. At the beginning of the MCU, you were expected to watch every single movie to know what was going on. I, yeah, and this person, this person who commented, and I, I kind of agree with this person. Um, I, we're kind of getting to the point where you're not expected to watch every single mcu property um you you can watch the ones that you like and gloss over the ones that you don't you know and if somebody like daredevil pops up in she hulk then maybe you watch that for a couple episodes to see the character (laughs) that you like and whatever um shazam the first movie was way better than i thought that it was going to be um i had I had medium high hopes for it, not complete high hopes, but it you know it exceeded those expectations. First Shazam was phenomenal. Um, this the trailer for this second one, I loved it. You know you you have Shazam like you think that he's at like some like psychiatrist's appointment or something <laughs> like that, and I'm like okay, or do, do we we have a superhero psychiatrist? This is gonna be kind of interesting. No, it's a pediatrician. <laughs> that is wonderful. Um, Shazam is the type of movie that DCEU needs. Um, you know, like it doesn't have to be all dark and gritty with DC. Yep. It can be light. It can be fun. Um, this one is i feel like the stakes are higher in the second one than they were with the first one um but still i think that you're going to have a lot of fun with this movie um i am echoing lydia even though i wrote my points down first um (laughs) seven points to shazam and three to she hulk matt um while i have seen the first shazam i watched it with the kids and we had a great time we enjoyed it it was a lot of fun um i enjoyed the story i enjoyed the action it definitely made me already watching the first one want to see the second one. This trailer does nothing to abate that excitement um, for what this is going to be, especially an entire movie of the family working together with their Shazam powers. Also that little bit where he's sitting at the table and he's like, it's all about family looking like he's supposed to be (laughs) Vin Diesel. And he looks over his shoulder. Nobody's there. It just, I did. I laughed out loud. It was great. But my problem is, and maybe it's a Billy Batson thing, maybe it's a Zach Levi thing, um, but there are times where his character is just obnoxious, and it grinds against my soul. Like, he wants to be a superhero, but then he's like, but I'm just a kid, so I'm going to F off. I'm like, dude, like, when you realize you got powers, you got to like make a choice like you can't just play the line so that irritates me a little bit but that's you know that's also being a teenager right right well that's why i can't figure out if it's like it's an actor thing or if it's a character thing i think it's 100 percent a character thing i think it's supposed to be there okay because again he is well he was like what like 10 in the first movie, so he's yeah so at this point yeah he's probably 13 14 i don't don't really know he's older but still he yeah like he absolutely is going to be like, mm, I don't know if I really want to do that. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's that. Um, I hadn't thought about it until you said it, Mitch, but this Redditor has got a point. The MCU is getting to be like a Marvel comic event where you've got the main storyline, which apparently are the movies. And then you've got all these 
one-shots or offshoots that go into other series that are the separate Disney Plus series. Side quest. Right. <laughs> and you're like, well, I really want to know everything, but I just don't have the time or the money to invest in all of these. So you do. You, at some point, you have to start picking. I think we're, we are just going to have to start picking and choosing what we end up watching. And again, watch an episode or two because Daredevil's showing up or not. I do appreciate the fourth wall break. It's clever. Um, it shows that it's not just Deadpool that does that. Um, also, that fourth wall break where she turns and looks at the camera, and then Bruce Banner turns and looks at the camera like, who are you talking to? Oh, hi. Like, he realizes <laughs> there's people out there. Like, that little eyebrow raise was great. Um, I still am a little worried about the CGI, because it's not on par yet. I know it hasn't released, but that's a lot to be a CGI-led show. I don't know. Like, I'm going to watch it, but is it just because I want to watch everything as part of the MCU or because I really am interested in this show? Um, I think the Daredevil reveal at the end makes me interested to see how that relationship develops. And again, that Netflix Daredevil series was fabulous. Can't wait to see Daredevil in the MCU. Um, I am going to go five and five because... There's just things about both that make me go, I don't know. Okay, so with a score of 19 to 19 to 11, I can do math. It only <laughs> takes me like five seconds to be like, wait, what? <laughs> so with a score of 19 to 11, Shazam! Fury of the Gods moves on. We'll face the winner of House of the Dragon versus Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Yes, a dragon will move on. <laughs> Um, You're so adamant about that. I was. I was very excited when I realized I was going to match these two up. Um, <laughs> House of the Dragon, um, not to be confused with House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> so it is a Game of Thrones prequel. Was, again, like, kind of with what we talked about with a couple of these other trailers, like, visually it's stunning. Mm. But as a story, it does nothing for me. I the the most that I've discussed Game of Thrones was when we did that Game of Thrones series finale special a couple <laughs> years back. Yeah. Um, kind of going back to you know the the Hooniverse, um, seeing Matt Smith, you know, like his his character, like Weird. there were That's a couple. Who that was? Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew that face. But there were a couple of times in that trailer where I'm like, okay, doctor, I see you. Break out the bow tie now. Like, he was giving <laughs> off a lot of Eleven vibes. Yeah. And and I don't know if maybe I just saw that because I'm a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. But, like, I was like, hmm, I, I see you. I see you. Where's River? Where's River? Um, Dungeons and Dragons. I loved this trailer. Um, this trailer, like, clearly... They are not taking this story too seriously. Uh, Chris Pine as the bard of this <laughs> uh, this group or whatever, uh, phenomenal. Um, I unironically love Michelle Rodriguez, and yep. I, I feel like she gets way more hate than is deserved. Um, and full disclosure, I, I've you know Eve. I dislike the Fast and the Furious franchise almost as much as uh, John Wick, but um, knowing that Michelle Rodriguez is in that franchise has almost made me start to watch it, <laughs> but I still can't bring myself to do it. Um, 
but still like you know seeing her in there like it's just this is gonna be a lot of fun this is gonna be a popcorn movie that you can just like sit back and relax and just enjoy the ride and there are dragons um i am giving nine points to dungeons and dragons and one point to house of the dragon mostly because i do still feel like this might be a doctor who spinoff um lydia so i don't game of thrones i never really have i tried to read the books at one point and i just never got into it like you said visually it is gorgeous but i feel like they were trying to make me care about characters and thrones and things like that that i just don't care about so cool you have dragons but i don't think that's enough for me to want to sit down and watch this dungeons and dragons i was scared when they first said that they were going to do this because of what dungeons and dragons is it's such a chaotic thing and it's so different for each group and each player that i was worried what they were going to do with this this looks like so much fun. I love the little quirks that you get from each of the like thieves characters, kind of showing, hey, this character's the bard, this character's the rogue. This like you got the sense of what each character was supposed to be. And even though I don't think that it's going that route, you almost c- kind of got that like subtext of what the like person was putting into the character, like from an outside game perspective, and. I, I can't wait to watch this movie. It, it looks so much fun. And just the, I, I like the little nod at the end where they're talking to Chris Pine and it's like, yes, he's the bard, but I feel like he's also meant to be the DM, mm-hmm. which <clears throat> really yeah. made me chuckle. Because he comes up the plans. Yes. Yeah. But then they fail. So then he makes well, then up the plans. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's gorgeous, but I unfortunately just don't care about anything Game of Thrones related. So I'm giving all of my points to Dungeons and Dragons, which I did not think was going to happen when they first announced this movie. <laughs> so again, I, I apologize, Matt. Hmm. It doesn't really matter what you think, no. but um, <laughs> story I do, of my life. I do. <laughs> I do want to hear what you think, though, because it does matter to me. Um, yeah. But before we get there, though, like I, I really hope, and I was kind of hoping that we would see this in a, in the trailer, but we didn't. But I hope. That there's at least one scene where all of the characters are present day in like normal clothes, <laughs> like playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I hope that we see that. Even if it's like a post credit scene or something. <laughs> right. But Matt, what do you think? Um I've had a hard time essentially caring that they're doing this prequel for Game of Thrones. Because I did binge the entire series so that I could watch the series finale live. Um, And yes, visually, it's a beautiful show. Weirds me out with Matt Smith being in a fantasy series when, yes, I feel like he should just have a bow tie. Um, (laughs) I I just, I don't know. The, The long blonde hair on him is just strange it doesn't seem it does not seem to fit um i almost feel like this would be better if it were the same story which is a story that has been told over and over again in fantasy settings forever but was not set in the game of thrones universe like didn't have the iron throne didn't have the targaryens 
didn't have those particular dragons. Like, I feel like if you popped it out and put it in a new world, it would be much more interesting. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. I've always been a nerd at heart. My dad played Dungeons and Dragons. I played a couple of times. I would love to get back into playing more regularly or regularly at all. Um, this trailer threw me for a loop because I was not expecting the camp. I was not. I was expecting an action movie. And there's a lot of camp in this trailer. Yeah. And it every time there was a one-liner, it threw me off. Um, do I enjoy the world and what they're going to do? Yes. But I'm not sure how yet to handle all of the jokes and the one-liners. Um, I do love Michelle Rodriguez as a barbarian. That is gold. Absolute gold. Um, so since my points don't matter, I guess we'll just go five and five. (laughs) (laughs) So with a score of 24 to six, Dungeons and Dragons moves on. Um, now let's go to the semifinals. And first up, we have League of Their Own versus Sandman versus John Wick. (laughs) Um, All right. So, without much explanation, Matt, where are your points? League of Their Own is going to get two points because it's probably the least likely that I'm going to watch. John Wick and Sandman um, are each going to get four. John Wick because the trailer um, and Sandman because it is probably the one I'm most likely to sit down and watch. With League of Their Own and Sandman, I'm just copying my points. Uh, six points to League of Their Own. Sandman gets four. So that John Wick gets nothing like it deserves. <laughs> Lydia. <laughs> Ooh, well, like a calm, collected person that has not go with rage. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give five points to League of Their Own, four points to... Uh, Sandman and one to John Wick, but I'm I'm scared to give that one point to John Wick because I'm afraid you'll throw something at me. No, it's okay. I can't do that because I gave eight points to it the first time. Okay. So <laughs> with a score of John Wick gets nine, um, Sandman gets twelve, and League of Their Own gets thirteen. Ooh. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So League of Their Own moves on. Uh, it's going to face the winner of Shazam! Fury of the Gods versus Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Lydia, go first. Oh, this is a difficult one. Um, I'm going to go six for Dungeons and Dragons, four for Sh- Shazam, simply on the fact that I have to watch the first one before I can watch the second one, and that's just a lot of work. I literally cannot decide on this one, so I have to go five and five. Matt. I'm in the same boat because there are things I'm excited about and things that I'm apprehensive about in regards to both of these. So I, I mean, Lydia is the deciding factor on this one. I'm going to go five and five. So with a score of 16 to 14, Dungeons and Dragons moves on. So we've got Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves versus League of Their Own. Okay. Um, Matt, where are your points? I am going to go seven for Dungeons and Dragons because despite my apprehensions, I'm probably more likely to watch that and four for a league of their own. 
three for League of Their Own? Did I say seven? You did. Seven and three? Yeah. yeah. I, it's math, not just me. Math is hard. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'm basing my points, uh, again, based off of what I'm more likely going to see first, and that would be Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I can't believe I would ever say that I would w- willingly see a Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> movie, but like I, based off of this trailer, I'm like, I wouldn't be shocked to see this like opening night. Uh, so I'm giving Dungeons & Dragons eight points, uh, two points to League of Their Own. Lydia, let's finish her up. Um, well... Saying kind of like you guys said, like it's based off of what I'm going to watch first, and it's going to take me a lot less time and effort to watch a Dungeons and Dragons movie than it is going to be to keep my butt still long enough to watch a series. So, not only that, but it looks fun. I'm going to go same as Matt, seven and three. All right. So, with a score of twenty-two to eight, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves wins the San Diego Comic Con version of trailer takedown um if you are still listening to us uh (laughs) congratulations i'm proud of you (laughs) um we have just a couple of more stories to talk about uh because again like it wasn't just trailers that came out during san diego comic-con there's a lot of other stuff that happened so this is a very brief version of gut reaction (laughs) gut reaction and Matt, I want to start with you. Um, let's talk about that Marvel panel. There's there's really two things to talk about with the Marvel panel. One, they have announced some animation, which was not unexpected. Um, but we are getting a Spider-Man freshman year cartoon. And we have a little bit better idea of when we're going to see X-Men 97. Um and then the the biggest news is that we just have more information about Phase 5 and even some of MCU Phase 6. Um, we have release dates for shows and for movies. Um, as far as Phase 6 goes, um, which is such a long way off, um, but probably what everybody is looking forward to... Um, is we're going to be getting, actually going to be getting Kang, um, as far as like the big bad for the next round of movies and shows, um, and then there is the Secret Wars, Avengers, um, which will end Phase Six, um, and they did also announce that that is going to be a two-part movie, kind of like Infinity War and Endgame, which, if you know anything about Secret Wars, I don't see any other way to do that than more than one movie. Um, There's just, again, this is the multiverse saga, um, and that's what we're going to get. We're going to get all sorts of universes colliding and characters and God knows what from all of this. Um, They also did announce that kicking off phase six is going to be the fantastic four movie that everybody has wanted. Um, obviously no casting news. Um, but we also got other release dates, um, for, um, what do you call it? Like the Agatha, um, coven of darkness. Yeah. Coven of darkness is the name for that one. Um, official date for, for guardians of the galaxy three. Um, 
you know, we know that Ironheart and Secret Invasion are going to be shows. We're getting Loki season two. Um, after the reveal that Thunderbolts is going to be a movie and we're getting the director for that is released. Um, probably the big news was the Captain America title, New World Order, and that Daredevil is going to get its own show, Born Again. So those are kind of the big things. Um, some of it we knew, some of it just gives a little bit more clarity to when and how we're getting it. Um, I'm just going to give the whole panel a thumbs up because it was all information that we basically wanted and we're kind of expecting to see from this panel at Comic-Con. Yeah. Lydia. Yeah. I mean, thumbs up. It's a lot of really cool information, a lot of stuff going forward. My only concern, which has been my concern with a lot of the Marvel stuff lately, is that they're just trying to cram too much into too little of a time span. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I hope that they don't overdo it and overwork themselves trying to get too much put out at once. Yeah. Um, I was at work when the Marvel panel happened. And so here I am, you know, I'm checking my phone a couple of times, but then like I got the bulk of it when I got home from work that night. And I'm just like, Oh, 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 like insanely jealous of the people who got to, you know, not only be in Hall H and see it live, but also the people who at least got to experience those releases live, Mm -hmm. whether it be on Twitter or Facebook or what have you. Um, But yeah, like that was, yeah, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot. And you're right, Lydia, like it's almost too much, but still, um, Give me Fantastic Four. Right. Give me those Secret Wars. Like, I'm here for it. I'm I'm interested to see because Feige has said multiple times, you know, that like the we don't we're not getting any more Avengers movies like you're used to. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not a direct quote. But like, so by the time we get to Secret Wars, who's going to be an adventure? Because I can I I can guarantee that some of the people that you can think now probably aren't probably won't make it yep you know or maybe won't make it who knows well you know that's the other thing with secret wars too is that having read the more recent secret wars event in the comics it's it's a reset it Mm -hmm. takes all the multiverses and crushes everything back together in one yeah so it's a it it's it's a it's the reboot if you will, to start over at the beginning of phase seven. So where's that going to go? Yeah. So I don't think I gave my thumbs up yet, but thumbs up. Um, So whereas Marvel was like, hey, here's all the stuff. um, (laughs) DC gave out a couple of things, but they were mostly just like, here you go. Here you go. Um, (laughs) Here's a cracker. We'll get you the cheese later. Exactly. (laughs) But one of the things that struck out to me was actually not even a DC movie, but it's actually um, an upcoming graphic novel. They announced that uh, writer and artist Cena Grace, um, he's done uh, Iceman. He's done Mm. Ghosted in L.A. Um, Getting It Together was another miniseries of his that I absolutely loved. Um, but he is actually going to write and draw, um, Superman. So it's, it's a young adult graphic novel called Superman, the harvests of youth. Uh, it'll be on sale October 3rd, 2023. Um, so this looks at Clark Kent while he's in high school, 
Um, he grip uh, he grapples with the mortality of his friends and family. You know, he deals with teen isolation, which you know we all do. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Um, but also, it deals with the nature of online subcultures built around hate and anger. Um, you're also you're going to get um, characters familiar like Lana Lang, but you're also going to get some new characters in this in this graphic novel as well. Um, I am giving this a thumbs up. I I love Cena Grace's work uh, and seeing him do something big like Superman. Like you know, like not just everybody gets to write Superman. Yeah. So for him to be able to do that is awesome. So yeah, thumbs up, Matt. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I first discovered him as a comic book writer with that Iceman run. Mm-hmm. Um, because Iceman has always been one of my favorite X-Men. And that was just an opportunity to get into the character and um, love that series. So see what he can do with, with a big character. Um, absolutely thumbs up. Lydia. So Superman in high school dealing with being a teenager and all the online stuff. So Smallville in 2022? <laughs> yeah, but without the death cults from... What's her face? That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who the artist or anything is, but you guys are excited, so thumbs up. <laughs> um, Matt, you had an article that you wanted to share about what we didn't get at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, I just thought this was interesting because everything that we did get, all the information, um, there were a few things that were essentially notable as far as missing. Um, probably the biggest one, and really when I thought about it, not surprising, um, there was no information on Avatar and the universe that James Cameron is building there. Ugh. Right? But, you know, he hates superhero movies, so why would he have his movie at a Comic-Con? Because why would he want to be, you know, grouped in with those nerds? (laughs) Um, so, you know, there's that. Um... There was some frustration um, in a few parts of the Marvel panel that we didn't get more information about Fantastic Four other than a release date. And we still have no hard evidence of when and where mutants are going to show up in the MCU. Um, so that was people's gripe there. Um, they're <laughs> alien. Sometimes I forget that's still a universe. It's still a thing. Um, there's two projects in development, but nothing showed at at uh, Comic-Con for those. Um, and then what Mitch kind of talked about, too, is like the DCEU was apart from Shazam and Black Adam, non-existent at Comic-Con. So what's going on there? Are things still in flux? Kind of sounds like it. Um And then just kind of like a, you know, a note. Um, Some of the other big movie studios, Universal, Paramount, and Sony, were essentially MIA at Comic-Con. Whether it was stuff to do with um, Spider-Man or anything else that they had going on, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Which I forgot was a thing. Right? Just not even there. Um, and then the only other real thing to note is that people were uh, a little disappointed that um, there was no information on the MonsterVerse 
Kong Godzilla um, that is still building is still growing. Um, but that essentially was a no show too. So is it though? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> they say it is. So I don't know. I'm gonna go thumb sideways because we still got so much information at Comic Con like we always do. Um, but again, they don't always reveal everything at Comic Con. Not everything is set to reveal then. So maybe that's still coming, Lydia. Yeah, I'm also going to go thumb sideways. Um, only thing I can think maybe is some of them looking at like what Marvel did. Like Marvel dumped a lot of stuff on people and they're like, eh, maybe we should like not overload people with information <laughs> so that they actually remember the stuff that we tell them. So maybe that's part of it. But other than that, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world that, you know, some things didn't get discussed or brought up um i know that there was a lot of online hate because there was a lot of speculation that we would see henry cavill and there'd be an announcement mm-hmm. for a new mm-hmm. superman project and that didn't happen and people were like oh henry cavill which i mean yeah he's you know he's a good superman but at the same time like i feel like for the most part um we we're done with the Snyderverse. like yeah. you know like and i <laughs> Um, yeah, the, um, who's the guy that plays the Flash? I'm sorry. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Ezra Miller. Thank you. Um, yeah, if they it, are continue, if they continue as the Flash, uh, like, like really, really, mm-hmm. like at, <laughs> at this point, you know, the, the only surviving members of the Snyderverse should probably be Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa, um, Henry Cavill, I unfortunately feel like he is just a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's kind of a victim of the Snyderverse. Mm -hmm. You know, he could survive, but I don't feel like, like Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Yep. They cannot recast her. No. Um, Jason Momoa made me care about Aquaman. Like, okay. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. Henry Cavill as Superman was good. Yeah. I'd rather watch him as uh, Geralt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah. But anyway, going back to the, the subject at hand. Yeah, probably not a terrible thing that, yeah, we didn't get all, you know, that some things weren't released. I feel like DC could have done more um, because they they are in second place. You know, um, when it comes to either comics or movies like Marvel is, Mm. you know, Marvel is taking over and DC needs to be like, hey, guys, we've got good stuff, too. (laughs) We still exist. Exactly. Um, But yeah, thumb sideways. So last story I want to talk about. So on the floor at San Diego Comic-Con, there was this collectible. It's not on sale yet, and we don't know if it will be on sale. Um, it is, so it's called the Infinity Collection. Oh. Yeah, um, and it's recreations of the Infinity Stones with, like, real oh. jewels. And it's made, it's a, like, a replica of the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, it, it looks exactly like the one that Thanos used in the movie. <sighs> The total estimated value surpasses twenty 
five million dollars. I mean, those gems are ginormous. <laughs> they are. Um, so the idea for the collection originated with East Continental Gems uh, President Adam Miseroff. Um, he was watching in game with his kids and just kind of like one thing led to another. Um, you know, folk, he kind of focused on like the time stone and how like just gorgeous it is. So the reality stone, it's an oval shaped natural ruby, ruby from Mozambique. 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 Yeah. Um, over 15 carats. The soul stone is a custom shaped uh, spesser tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which exceeds 35 carats. As you can tell, we ain't fancy here. Um, the mind stone is a rectangular cut uh, yellow diamond, which is close to 35 carats. God. Yeah. The space stone is a sapphire from the island of Madagascar, which is over 30 carats. The power stone is oval-shaped natural amethyst, more than 35 carats. And the time stone is a Colombian emerald, nearing 23 carats. Um, According to East Continental Gems, it is untouched by human hands, and experts suggest that this stone was mined at the turn of the century. Yeah. So again, like they're not necessarily for sure going to sell this, but everything's on the table. And if they were, um, you know, if they were to sell it, it's not just going to be like, you know, hey, let's put this in an auction. Like they're going to sell it to someone who will, you know, put this in good hands or put it on on good good hands. hands. I mean, to be fair, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, these stones are so big, they have to be, like, lab-created, but they're not. It only sounds like maybe one of them is. Yeah. But all the rest of them are, at least according to that, natural. Mm-hmm. And, like, how much security was around that? Because, right? like... Like, I don't know if y'all seen pictures of the floor at San Diego Comic-Con, but there's a lot of effing people on the floor <laughs> at San Diego Comic-Con. Like, I would be the guy, because, you know, if you've ever seen me at a con, I, I almost always have a backpack with me, uh-huh. be, you know, because mm-hmm. I buy stupid stuff. Um, but I we would be walking around. Matt, you would probably say something like, try to get my attention. Hey, Mitch. I'd be like, what? And I'd turn around and I would knock into that Oh no. <laughs> and it would just topple over. And this is how Mitch becomes part of the Oran High School host club. The what? Never mind. Okay. It, it's an it's an anime, a manga. Oh. Yeah, gotcha. never mind. But yeah. Like that Ooh. would happen. Yep. It would. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully. I mean, on the one hand, that would be kind of cool to see that at C2E2, but hopefully yeah. that's not at C2E2. For my safety. <laughs> Coming home one person shy, Mitch got arrested. Yeah. yeah. I don't think any of us collectively has the money to bail you out after that. No, no. We, we don't even have enough to make a dent. No. No. Nope. I'd be starting an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> On that note. <laughs> I was going to ask a question I don't want the answer to. <laughs> On that note, that's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Um, we'll be back next week, uh, not really live, but live from C2E2 for Pre2E2. <laughs> Literally my favorite episode of the year, <laughs> if only because of the name. Uh, in the meantime, check us out on social media. Uh, tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Any questions, comments, or concerns, then choose an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, especially super long this week. Um, and we hope to catch you next time. Everybody, say feet pics. No. Bye. Bye.